Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girl Show. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Style Me Tactical. And I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are a lifestyle show meant to empower women to live confident, prepared, and self-reliant lives. We talk everything from our favorite beauty products to concealed carry firearms and everything in between. We bring guests on our show with compelling stories that will inspire and encourage you in your journey. Now, you can not only listen to the audio, part of the Concealed Carry Network on your favorite podcast streaming service, but you can also watch our show by going to OpsLens.com or downloading the OpsLens app. This episode is brought to you by StyleMeTactical.com, a lifestyle website sharing concealed carry tips, outfits, and preparedness advice, and Alexo Athletica, the first active carry wear line on the market keeping women safe and stylish. Well, welcome back to Not Your Average Gun Girls. We're here in Dallas, Texas. Hey, ladies. We are at the Turning Point USA Young Women's Leadership Summit, and I have to say, Be encouraged, ladies. The future of our Second Amendment is in some fantastic hands. And one of the ladies that is leading that charge, not only in her personal life, but also on a public platform, is Harvard grad student and investment associate, Layla Perny. How are you? I'm great. Thank you all so much for having me here. Thank you for uh, coming on our show. I have to say, I am so encouraged by you and the woman that we've been talking with and meeting with here. Because... Let's be honest, like what we see outside of, you know, in our normal lives and what's being shown on the media, it's kind of discouraging and like what kind of like what we hear regarding like young women and the younger generation. I'm a a little scared every now and again about sort of what's been happening and where their priorities are. But after being here and like I am... I'm like, yes, (laughs) these women, these ladies, these are the ones like we we need more. We need more. It's easy to get discouraged. I think when the only thing you're listening to is the mainstream media and they're telling you that no woman wants to, everyone wants to fight for, you know, this common sense gun control laws and these, these ridiculous, um, rules and regulations and all that. And that's just not the case. So when we get together and there's over a thousand young women that are actually joined together in solidarity saying, no, we're going to stand against that. And we're going to go back to our respective states Mm -hmm. and get to, to, to fight for it on our own and our, whether we're in high school, whether we're in college, it is just extremely encouraging to see that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And how the media makes us out to be irresponsible or or not women because we don't agree with with the the idea that you have to be anti second amendment or or so liberal that you can't have conservative values it's pernicious to do that really right. well and i think too the, the the funny thing i always laughed about is i say you know the second amendment is not just a Republican issue. Right. <laughs> it shouldn't be just a Republican issue. I have people exactly. all the time, women that are reaching out to me saying, hey, by the way, I'm a liberal, but I carry a firearm with me I mean, all of the time. We all have the right to defend ourselves. Right. We all should be able to defend ourselves. As women, we had the right to carry far before we had the right to vote. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. that's something that we should hold dear. Right. And it's really, really sad that things are turning out the way they are. 
but well, I think the good thing is, is that I think it's going to turn out differently than maybe the mainstream media wants all of us to think it's going to turn out because there are many of us that are coming together and that are fighting for, Mm -hmm. especially the second amendment, our right to defend and protect ourselves, how we see fit. And you know, you were recently on a video with turning point. I was called, what was that? What was the the video called? The face of leftist hate. How in the world did they get in contact with you and why did they want you to share your story? Right. I, uh, I was living in Massachusetts and living with six other women who went through my bedroom, searched my closet, all of my drawers under my bed, uh, on the notion that I am from the South. They saw that I had a MAGA hat hidden, uh, and they assumed that I had some other forms of contraband. So they had to check it out for themselves. Contraband. (laughs) Was the MAGA hat part of that contraband? No, exactly. Exactly. That's what it was. So, uh, when I got back from my trip to Alabama, they said, you know, we found out you have a gun. We searched your bedroom. And for that reason, you're going to have to move out. Thing was... I'm a legal gun owner. I've been through, you know, the background check. I've done safety courses. I I know what I'm doing. And everything was locked up. It was all safely handled. So uh, nothing illegal going on. This is an off-campus house. So... You know what? Like that was my question. Was it student housing? And they they thought maybe this was going against student. No, this was just you being a private citizen in your own home, wanting to defend and protect yourself if somebody were to break into your house. And 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 what gives these these women the right to go through your stuff? Like who? So that's who does that? Right. It just I would never go through someone's stuff. But because we are not on the same wavelength politically they assume that well you're lesser than i am so i'm going to handle this the way that i see fit even if it takes away any sense of privacy that you had or any sense of comfort that you had because i'm uncomfortable that you have a different viewpoint well, and that's all that is well but- i'm you actually got a lot of national mm-hmm. attention for <laughs> that happening how did your life change after that story came forward well I get to sit here with y'all and that's pretty (laughs) awesome but um no it's it's definitely been a wild ride um we're proceeding with taking them to court so that's never fun but but it's important to get the message out there that you've got to stop treating people differently based off of what they believe, especially mm-hmm. if what they believe is constitutional and it's a God-given right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you've handled the situation with a lot of grace, a lot of poise. Thank I've you. been very proud of you. Mm-hmm. I was really glad that Turning Point was able to put this video together because you're not alone. Right. And that that is showing everybody that this is really kind of happening all over the country right now. People that have differing political views are getting attacked, mm-hmm. are getting um, you know their privacy invaded. They're and, being singled out. It's yeah. Just- it's so sad to, to to see that it's come down come down to that, and that we all just can't have, we all can't get along, and have separate views, but still like have normal conversations. Right. Like right. what what happened to just like that simplicity of just like humanity and like hey how are you like let's returning to civility right some some semblance of it right that would be very nice <laughs> it's just like it's either it's either this or this and that's it like they don't, right but there, I see it, no I see it from both sides though mm-hmm. unfortunately yeah. it's. Uh, 
and we see it a lot because of, I think, how the media sets up these conversations. Mm-hmm. The platforms, when you see news talk shows, you see panels on TV. You're in a, you have a very limited amount of time to get your point right. across. So everybody right. is speaking their talking points back and forth to each other instead of actually sitting down and engaging in conversation. And sometimes I think the best thing that we can do is do this on a personal level. Mm-hmm. You have a disagreement with somebody. You want to talk through the issues. Take them to coffee. Yeah, go sit. Right down and on a one-on-one basis have a civilized grace-filled conversation that says you know what here are my beliefs let me hear your beliefs we may not ever come to the conclusion that we agree with each other but we can give each other a hug and then go our separate ways and like in that same note you know so like last night you know, we had the honor of being able to attend a banquet with Nikki Haley. Oh, and amazing. That was amazing. And she said along those lines something about like when when you're talking to somebody that has the opposing views, don't immediately go after the what you guys are against. Have a conversation of what you have in common first, because then you've got that breakdown of like, okay, we're we do have things in common. We do have things that we agree on and then move into the, well, we may not agree on this. And mm-hmm. I thought like that perspective and putting it that way, I was like, that's, yeah. that's what we need more of. Like, yeah, instead of just the immediate, like attacking you because of whatever view that I or you don't believe in. Sure. Well, and you know, you obviously, I think you're probably the smartest person that we've had on our show. <laughs> you're Harvard grad student. Amazing. Um, you know, but Higher education is supposed to be a place where diversity mm-hmm. is accepted. Right. Have you seen that on your college campus at all? You know, unfortunately not. And and that's one of one of the biggest problems I think right now is we're so used to just simply rejecting other people's thoughts instead of coming together mm-hmm. to discuss uh, what's wrong and what can be fixed. And I had that conversation with my roommates when all of this happened. Uh, we all sat down in our living room and I said, you know, I understand being afraid of guns, especially if you've never seen one. Right. That's It can be touchy for anybody. And I asked them how we could mitigate that. And I said, I'll, I'll take y'all to a gun range. You don't even you. have to touch a gun. Just if you feel more comfortable watching me handle uh, and and see how I know what I'm doing, um, maybe perhaps you'll just feel a different way. Mm-hmm. And they were opposed to that as well. Um, and you know, I mean, you can't you right. can't force it on anyone, oh. but it it prompted me to ask them, "Are you afraid of me having a gun?" And the answer overwhelmingly was. No, it's not that. We just don't like the idea. Hmm. So I wasn't a threat to them. The guns were not a threat to them. It was this idea that hmm. they were so against. Did the conversation for you ever lead to a scenario-based conversation that says, ladies, let's think about this for a second. Mm-hmm. I have this firearm in my house for the sole purpose of protecting us if someone were to come in this place and cause harm, did it ever, was it ever able to take that direction and did they ever see the light? You know, of course, that was one of the first things I said. Uh, this is for protection. It's a serious responsibility. It's not just for right. fun. Um, but, but their response was, well, why couldn't you just call the police or, or, you know, and my answer to that is 
you know, God bless our police, but right. they can't always right. get to the scene of a crime as quickly as one might need them to. Mm. So unless you're going to take a protracted uh, martial arts class and <laughs> develop those skills within two months, yeah. then, you know, you should certainly think of other ways to protect And we're yourself. not talking about women that are ignorant. These are smart women. Right. These are women that are also with you. Like, or did just, they go to Harvard as well? No, okay. they didn't. And, and you know, it's, I think that if you're not willing to at least understand mm-hmm. and just listen to the other side, cause you know, I've learned so much from just listening mm-hmm. to people that I do not agree with, but you can always find common ground with right. somebody. Yeah. And you know, if the other side isn't willing to do that, then you aren't left with any options. You just, you have to try to have a conversation, but it sure. doesn't always happen. Right. And I feel like that's what's missing. Like nobody wants to have that conversation. No one wants to just understand, take that understanding and then go do your own research and, and then come to whatever conclusion you want. But at least like, like right. here's someone, give somebody that, that chance and that opportunity to mm-hmm. say, Hey, this is what I believe. And this is why I choose to have a gun for personal protection. Right. And as we always say, like it may not be for you and that's perfectly fine. It is not for everyone, Mm -hmm. but it is for me. And this is why, and that's fine if you don't agree, but it's just, it's, it's so unfortunate. No, it it really is. Well, what got you to the point in your life that you even felt like you needed to have a firearm for protection? Right. I, I actually grew up, uh, with firearms in the house and it was something that my father always said, you know, this is something you take very seriously. It's not to be, to be played with. And I carried that with me into college and I, I had a firearm, but I didn't really carry it out with me. Um, I was unfortunately in an abusive relationship and, very physically abusive relationship. Um, and I had another incident happen where I was followed out of a Walmart. And that time, fortunately, I had my handgun on me oh, in wow. my purse. And um, it really probably changed the course of my life that night. Uh, so it was really that moment that I decided, you know, safety is never an afterthought and I've got to stop making it that it's got to be a priority. I've, I've put my life at risk for no good reason. I, I know how to use a gun. I'm very well trained. I understand the gravity of it. So it's just a matter of actually putting it on my person and ensuring that I can be safe wherever I go. Mm -hmm. I I love that you said like your safety used to be an afterthought. Like I, like we yes. preach that so, so much about like being prepared and you know, we're not, we're, we're not trying to tell people that this is like a paranoid life that we live, but like you do not want your safety to be an afterthought. You do not want that, that thing to happen to you where right. then all of a sudden you're like, Oh crap. Yep. Why didn't I do this? I should have done this. And it's just like, I just, I love that. Like at, at, at such a young age, like that is already in your head. Mm-hmm. Like, that's amazing. It has to be. We hear all the time, you know, these stories about women uh, being raped, being kidnapped, all of these crazy, crazy stories. And if you know that that's even a smidge of a possibility, why not be proactive? Right. Yeah. We're proactive in so many different facets of our lives. Why are we not thinking about our actual 
bodies and how we're going to actually defend ourselves. Yeah. It's well, the great equalizer. Well, we see yeah. it all the time because a lot of women believe that they live in a, it's right. this mirage, it's this uh, thought that you live in a safe place bubble, that you live in a safe place. And for many of us, we do have the luxury mm -hmm. and we do have the blessing of living in relatively safe neighborhoods, mm -hmm. but even in safe spaces, things can still right. happen. And, you know, some women get to the aha moment because something happened to them and they were able to survive it and move beyond it and then decide that they don't want this to happen to them again. But we know that there's other women that things happen to and they don't get that opportunity mm -hmm. again. Their life was taken from them, you know, and had they maybe have had the chance to be prepared or thought about it a little bit more, that might not have happened to them. Right. Completely. Mm -hmm. Completely. And, you know, that's, that's the whole issue I see with this is that we've got to destroy the stigma that guns are bad, that people that have guns hate children. They hate, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's crazy what they'll come up with. And the fact of the matter is we don't hate anything. We just love you know, the life that we do get to live and we'd mm -hmm. like to keep it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Look, I've lost several friends. I'm sure I've talked about it on this show mm -hmm. before. I've lost several friends. They've unfollowed me on social media, right? That was, <laughs> that was their big zing to me is that I'm going to unfollow you on social media because I've heard that argument. You want to see kids die. Because right. you don't want to put these quote unquote common sense gun reform mm -hmm. laws in place. And my response is always back to them, you know, no, because it doesn't matter how many laws you have on the books, right. the criminals and the people that are getting access to this, that have the desire in their heart to do harm to somebody else are simply going to bypass the laws right. that are on the books need. anyways. Right. It only hurts people like us who are law abiding. Mm -hmm. If we want a gun for protection and now we don't have access to it anymore, it's going to hurt us in the long run. Right. Completely. And it's even bigger than just us. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about the reason why citizens in the U S are allowed to have guns, it's because at any given moment we could have our rights completely ripped exactly. from us. You've, you've seen it in Turkey. You've seen it in Venezuela. Mm -hmm. I mean, several other countries and, why would we ever want to put ourselves in that risk, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, yes, it's absolutely when you walk home from the grocery store or, you know, when, when you're out running or, or wherever you are that you want to protect yourself. But at the end of the day, it's bigger than us. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's our second right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it protects it's all of our right. other rights and our other freedoms. Exactly. I mean, if you don't have a way to defend and protect your life and your other liberties, they, you won't have them anymore. That's exactly. what the men and women in uniform died for, mm -hmm. was to give us the right to be able to protect ourselves. It's how mm -hmm. we as women have the right to yep. vote. Right. Yep. <laughs> exactly. No, you were, you were exactly and I think people, right. People forget about that. Mm -hmm. That's not in the forefront of their head. And that's why they can easily just say, we, we want to take away your rights. Yeah. Well, we always love to get everyone's perspective that comes on the show on what empowerment means to them. So when you hear that word, especially now, what you hear in the media, what does empowerment mean to you? Self-reliance and doing things in a way that you don't have to worry that someone won't come to your aid mm -hmm. um, and having that ability because a lot, a lot of women in this world do not have that ability to be self-reliant. Yeah. And, you know, that's economic, that's um, just socially, 
some women can't go out without a man on their side. Mm -hmm. And now here in the States that, you know, this topic um, of just being self-reliant in the sense that I don't have to call the police. I don't Mm -hmm. have to yell for help if I'm ever scared. I know how to protect myself. Mm -hmm. And and that's true. I mean, that's being a feminist is not having to rely on anybody. (laughs) Right. So it's not it's it's like we talk about self-reliance so much about it being, you know, prepared and being able to defend ourselves. But it's it's about being able to depend on ourselves. Mm-hmm. just us mm-hmm. and we can rely on ourselves to defend ourselves we can rely that's all on you a, have right <laughs> we can rely on ourselves to do all the other aspects and things we need to do in our lives as well it's just not you know only narrowed down to being prepared well it doesn't have to turn into being these men haters either right i mean emily and i were both married we love our husbands yes. my husband and i actually have a plan together it doesn't mean hey honey i'm let me take the protection of the home i want my husband to be right. the protector right. of the home I want to be his partner. We are equal Mm -hmm. in the fact that if something were to happen, we have our plan mapped out that he knows like his first and foremost rule, he wants to protect me, Yeah, you know, but I also want to protect him. I also want to be able to protect myself. Something happened Mm -hmm. to him, you know, so it doesn't have to be one or the other. Mm -hmm. Considering yourself a feminism, feminism at its core is about being equal. Right. And I just think the term has just gotten hijacked, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. and it's turned into something completely different than what it ever set out to be. And I always say, I think feminists should be the first ones jumping on the bandwagon of being pro-Second Amendment because like you just said, it is the great equalizer. It really and truly is. And and that's that's the shame of this all, this feminist movement right now is we have to pretend that men are lesser than we are mm-hmm. and they're simply not. Right. And it's they're definitely sad. not when they're it comes to not. them. The ones out there that are perpetrators, well, they are definitely not less than us. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. You're probably like 95 pounds, 100 pounds. I'm going to bet there's a lot of men that are bigger than you, stronger than you, and faster than you. So when we, in our minds, want to say that men are less than, they are below or beneath a woman. But guess what? When they're perpetrators, there are bad men out Mm -hmm. there and there are bad women out there. But the men are not lesser than in that situation. They are greater in size, strength, and stamina. And if you want to be equal to that person and actually be able to protect yourself, you need to find a tool that you're comfortable with Mm -hmm. that is going to level the playing field in that instance. And that is what I just don't understand why women, why these feminists cannot get behind that. We don't have to agree on anything else, but can't we at least all get behind that together? Mm -hmm. Stop gun shaming the women that do want to choose this life and this form of protection and just get off our backs. Like right. let us, cause it doesn't suit them. choose what we want to right. to protect ourselves. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just cause it doesn't suit them. I want to go back to the Harvard story real quick, mm-hmm. just cause mainly I just have questions. <laughs> no, <go for> it. <laughs> so the, so I know you mentioned that you are taking or working with, you know, legal proceedings to those women. So I'm just curious, like when you got back from your trip, like, were they just like waiting there saying, we found your gun, we found your MAGA hat, like, like sort of how did that conversation unfold and they, or did they immediately go to the school while you were out of town and say, we need, we, we need to get rid of this girl. They waited for me to get back. They actually waited a couple days. So this clearly was not a sense of urgency. Did, when you got home, right. did 
could you tell that they had gone like that like your things, things have been like rifled? Off, okay but i couldn't place my finger on it okay um we had really great rapport before any of this so a couple nights after i got back i had a roommate come in and say do you have guns and i said well i do why do you ask and she said oh i'm so glad you didn't lie which is just absurd on its face. I don't lie. <laughs> it's not something I do. And I said, well, how do you know that I didn't lie? She said, we went through your bedroom. Um, we had to. One of my roommates said fear took over her body and she felt compelled to search my room. Like, well, why did she have to? If you're scared to? of guns, right. is, is going through someone's room trying to find a gun your best idea? <laughs> right. I know. Again, all logic goes out right. the window. I mean, and that you can you can see that in in this yeah. story. Like, there is no logic, no logic. And you know, one of the most upsetting parts of this was, I, I said, "Did y'all ever feel guilty at any point, at any point, about going through somebody's personal space?" And one of my roommates, and I won't ever forget this. She said, "Well." I felt a little bit guilty when we went in your second drawer and we lifted up these prayer notes that you had. And that's kind of when it hit me that what we were doing wasn't really right. And I said, wait, you read my notes, my notes that I write to God, don't even share with my friends, my family. You read those. And she said, no, we didn't read them. Well, how did you know that they right. were prayer notes? So, wow. There really were no boundaries, hmm. and but the thing is, they just don't care, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jeez. Yep. Well, I remember reaching out to you after, I don't know if I saw your story on Fox News or mm -hmm. if I saw it with Turning Point something, but I saw that story, and, you know, I was so compelled to reach out to you and just be like, um... I want you, like, I want to send you some pants because mm -hmm. I want you to all, like, keep doing what you're doing. Keep supporting you. Like, you're, right. you feel like you're alone. And I, I wanted you to know, like, there's a whole community out there that supports you mm -hmm. to help give you strength and encourage you. So, like, what would you say to the other women out there that feel alone? The best advice you could give them, um, to find other women that are like you, that are like us, that they don't have to feel like they're trying to fight this fight by First themselves. First of all, I tell them to buy some Alexo because <laughs> those are some great leggings. She is not paid to say that. <laughs> no, I'm really not. They really are great. But we have 1,300 plus women at this event alone. So we're definitely not alone. It right. can feel like that time and time again because all we see are, are the Miley Cyruses and, and, you know, love Taylor Swift's music, but You're right. it's all propaganda at yeah. the end of the day. Um, but I would just say, you know, you have to stay true to what you know is correct. And, and the way that I've been looking at this whole situation and what's really helped me get past the negativity of it all is thinking about how my grandparents, my my grandfather fought in World War II, and he did not lay down his life so that uh, six of my whiny roommates could get off with saying, oh, we don't like this right, so you can't have it. Right. Yeah. 
And and I I grew up in Turkey, was born and raised there, and I'm seeing what's happening before my eyes, people having their rights taken away. And I I will not let that happen to the States. I can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's painful to watch what has happened to my home country, and yeah, it can't yeah. happen here. Well, we are so glad that you came on this show. I know, I, I know that you were a part of this uh, conference because you're one of the influencers here and I think they picked a wonderful person to call an ambassador and an influencer and I would love for our audience to go support you give you a follow and just let them know that they're out there and support you so where can people follow you on social media so I'm not even a good millennial. I only have Instagram. I need to get I mean, on isn't Does that, that make you it, right. like the isn't perfect Isn't that the only thing? I don't <laughs> oh like, gosh. what's the other what one? What is Snapchat? the other option? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I do have Snapchat. Barely use it, though. Yeah, I'm I don't really going to get better at I don't these. think anyone really uses hey, once Snapchat they made, that much. Once they made Instagram filters yeah, for the me, stories. there was no, no need yeah. to have another exactly. platform. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I'm not trying to get zucked, so I try to stay <laughs> off Facebook. But um, just pretty much on Instagram, Layla Perny. That's okay. it. We'll put that in our bio when we do this episode. We'll yeah. let everybody know like where they can go and cool. follow you. Cool. And thank you. Yeah, hopefully you can follow some of them back too, of just course. to let them know. And we just want to do one last little fun question. So Amy and I, you know, we've been doing this this show now for a year and a half, and yeah. we've been so fortunate enough to be able to come to different um, conferences and, and you know trade shows to be able to do our show. And one of the things we just kind of like to ask uh, our guests are just a fun question. So this one is very different than some of the other <laughs> other types of things that we have yes. done in terms of uh, the style of, of events. But what are three are the essentials that you needed to make it through this weekend? Three essentials to make it through this weekend: coffee. Yes. Which I definitely need right now. Yes, get this girl um, some coffee. Gosh. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, as cheesy as this sounds, I've been keeping a little notebook at all the speakers that I'm going to, and I feel like the nerdiest person, but there's so much to take away from yeah. this. Yeah. You've got to jot it down. Um, and third, you know, mints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very important. Very, no, very I love important. it. Those are great. Yep, absolutely. Oh my gosh, Leia, thank you so much. We really appreciate you coming on the show, Leia. Thank Layla. y'all. Yes. Thank y'all. What you're doing is incredible. And, and, and well, we thanks for giving that. me yeah. a voice here as well. So. No, we appreciate everything you're doing. So thank you so much. Yes, and thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Not Your Average Gun Girls. We are here at the Turning Point Young Women's Leadership Summit, and we have got several more guests lined up. We are excited. Super excited. Got yes. some fun things plan so make sure you continue watching and we will see you again next week the not your average gun girls podcast and its related companies concealed carry inc and concealed strives to share helpful information and education about gun related topics training tips and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners the information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel